Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church by Senior Pastor Mike DeBenke. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Father, we thank you right now as we've come together. We've not forsaken the assembly. It's a three-day weekend, and we're in your house worshiping and serving you. And we just want you to know that you are high and lifted up in our lives. Father, everything that you have for us, we claim by faith and say, yes, amen. I'm in agreement with your word over my life, and I believe that I will grow to the full potential that you've placed on the inside of me to impact this world with your love and your grace. Thank you for giving us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive everything that you have for us. We will, by faith, be better when we leave than we were when we got here because of you. You're in this service, and we yield to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, but there's some pretty cool stuff going on in the world. We got some radical Christians who will pay $1,000 for a baked good to be able to help our young people get to conference so they can kind of disconnect from the distract. How many know life is distracting? You ever set that time aside where you go, I'm going to do this, I'm, this is it, I'm going to focus. And as soon as you start, the phone rings, somebody knocks on the door, you get a text or something like that, and next thing you know, you're chasing rabbits. Well, i got to go do, you know. Today, put it aside, I believe that God's got something for you, not just as we honor our graduates, but he's got something for each and every one of us. Amen? So let's just be in agreement with that and uh, expect good things today. I want to personally say, and Pastor Donna, uh, her and I, thank you guys so much. You guys are rock stars. I mean, people on fixed income are sending more than one kid to camp because the love of God is pouring out of them like the dam has broke and the love is flowing. And there's just something about that that just says, yeah, you know? We are in a church that believes that God meets our needs. And we're not afraid to spend some money if it means furthering his kingdom. Because the Bible says that as we put him first, he puts us first. So we do this in confidence and we do it in faith. And I know like a couple of you said, well, I spent a little more than I, I planned on. I said, yeah, but God's got a little more than you knew about. And he'll bring it to you as you put him first. And by lifting up the young people that are our future, we're assuring that this world's going to keep going in the right direction. Amen? Amen? So I'm excited about it. Um, I want to congratulate the graduates who are here. You guys are awesome. You've, you've completed the requirements. You've accepted your diploma by now, I assume. And those two things that have happened are going to they're going to position you and, and, and strengthen you and give you a platform from those accomplishments to launch you into the future that God has for you. 13 years with the, uh, kindergarten, you did what you were told, mostly. You turned in the assignments, mostly. If you don't, you don't get a diploma. So we, we admire and we acknowledge that you're, you're on a path of greatness, whether you realize it or not. God's got so much for you. And what has happened is you, you're, you're closing a chapter of your life 
You're transitioning from adolescence into adulthood. And there's going to be some, some exciting new decisions to make. Because now suddenly, I'm an adult. I can do what I want. I don't have, especially if you're leaving mom and dad's house. You know, if you're still in mom and dad's house, they'll probably still give you some very strong suggestions on, on the way that you live. But ultimately, you start making more decisions for yourself than you ever have before in life. And they will lead you to the future. It's either the one that God has for you, or it's one that the enemy has distracted you and duped you into taking a detour from the plan of God. And that's really what we have to guard against. God is a filler. He's not a forcer. He's not going to make any of us, no matter what stage of life we're in, he's not going to make any of us follow him or his plan. But he's going to make his plan available to those who want to follow him, put him first, and go and impact this world the way that only you can because of the gifts, talents, and abilities that God's placed in you. I want to, I'm going to read several scriptures today, and I'm going to ask you, if you would, you know, you don't have to try to write them down or, you know, just take a picture of them. Because these are scriptures, no matter where you are in life, no matter how bad it seems, no matter what's coming against you, these scriptures will pick you up, enable you to stand. The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, that God will raise a standard against us. That standard is his word and his declaration over your life. Sometimes we just need to remind ourselves, no, 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 the battle's been fought. It's already been won. Jesus accomplished it. Now, from this position in my life, I'm fighting, I'm fighting from a position of victory. I no longer have to fight for victory in my life because it's already done. Jesus already did it for us. Amen? Amen? So as we get into this, I want you to see that life is an adventure. And if you're not a graduate, you may say, well, I shouldn't have come today. No, no. We have different stages of life all through life. We go through different milestones. We go through, through, through different seasons of our life. And the, the time that it stops is when we die. So don't think you've arrived. I know some people that graduate school say, I'm never going to read again. I'm not. You're just limiting yourself. Leaders are readers. Continue to feed not only on the Word of God, but feed on good, solid information that will equip you to face the challenges and the challenges of, of life and what this life is going to throw your way. Because how many of you know the Bible says the storms of life come? Nobody guarantees Christians an easy life. Matter of fact, in a lot of ways, it may be more difficult but it's only more difficult when we try to do it alone. When we grab hands, when we hook arms with the Holy Spirit who God has sent to be with us, the Bible tells us nothing can stand before us. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care how bad your past has looked. Today, you're more than a conqueror. The Bible says you're an overcomer if you walk with Christ. Amen? So I want to read some scriptures to you. We're going to go through them pretty quick, but... Uh, they will encourage you if you let them, amen? God's got something that he's placed in the inside of all of us, but we have to stay focused on him and his plan. And it's going to help us to get to the place that he has for us. I believe with all of my heart, and we teach this in Growth Track, that every single one of us were created on purpose with a purpose. Sometimes the world tells us we ain't all that. Tells us we got nothing to give. Nothing in us is worth anybody else noticing. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. God placed certain gifts, talents, and abilities, and anointings 
on each and every one of us so we can impact the world around us for his glory. Because how many know heaven and hell are realities? And what we do with what God's given us determines whether others might get there. Because we might be the only Jesus they ever see. You say, well, that's a lot of pressure. No, it's not. You just walk with God and it happens. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to try to gear up for it. You don't have to try to push through for it. You just walk with God and it happens. You light up like a Christian. You look like a McDonald's sign on the highway. Just lit up. And man, when we light up for Jesus, it draws people to him. Amen? So here's some scriptures I want you to just kind of meditate on and see what God says about you. Because believe me, you were created to succeed. I don't care what your parents have told you. I don't care what maybe your teachers have told you, your coaches have told you. God says that you're a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror because you go where he's cleared the path. And he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Whether you're graduating high school or facing a new job or getting ready to move to another part of the country, God goes with you. He sends his angels to go before you to prepare the place that you're about to walk. Amen? Jeremiah 29, 11 in the New Living Translation says, For I know the plans I have for you. God is literally speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, and he's looking in your face right now, and he says, I know, this is God, the plans I have for you. God's been doing some planning. God's got some things he wants you to experience. He wants you to, to live out. He created you with these plans in mind. You were made on purpose. And you have a purpose. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Look at this. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Some people find themselves in this world today hopeless. They don't think their future has anything worth living for. That's why suicide's at an all-time high. Amongst young people, suicide, the rates are going crazy. Because they've lost hope. But God has hope for every one of us a hope and a future that he's prepared, we just have to let him lead us into that future. Remember, he's a filler, he's not a forcer. If you make room for him in your life, he'll fill your life. If you resist him, if you push him away, he'll stand beside you as you walk through the path of destruction. And he'll be there with you, allowing you to make the choices for your life. Whether you're graduating high school or you're getting ready to retire. Your choices lead to what you experience. And if you let God lead you, you'll experience everything he has for you. Does that make sense? 1 John 4.4 4 says, this is in the Amplified, it says, little children, talking about people that are children of God, that, that is, or those are the ones of us who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We've made that determination. And if you haven't done that, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But for those of us who have already done that, this is what it's saying. You are of God. You belong to him and have already, listen to that, already defeated and overcome. Again, we're overcomers. We're victorious. We've defeated and overcome them. Who? The agents of the Antichrist. You mean that devil stuff is real? Yeah. The devil's real. But he's not near as big and bad as he likes to make you think he is. Matter of fact, according to God's word, he's already defeated. He's already, he's already lost the battle. You're already victorious. You're more than a conqueror. But the Bible says that when we submit to God, when we resist the devil, 
He flees from us. Why does he flee? Because he's defeated. But we have to submit to God. God's got a plan for us. He's got a purpose in mind for our lives. And it says we join forces with God that we go for and we accomplish that. And look what it says. Agents of the Antichrist, because he who lives in you, that's God, is greater, mightier than he who lives in the world. Well, I don't feel like that all the time. Don't go by your feelings. Grab a hold of the promise of God and release your faith. And things change. You say, well, I've tried. Stop trying and just do it. Stop testing the water to see, well, I'm going to believe. Okay, did it change? It didn't change again. No, 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 just do it. In spite of what you see, you believe God and you make God's word your declaration. The doctor says I'm sick. God says I'm well. The doctor says I'm broke. God says I'm blessed. The doctor says I'm, I'm, I'm introverted. I can't talk to people. God says you can let your light shine no matter where you are and no matter who you are. You've got to believe what God says about you. Amen? It, it, it's all about allowing his plan to come to fruition by following him and walking with him through every day of our lives. 1 John 5, 4 says this, For everyone born of God is victorious. The victory is yours. You just have to choose to walk in it. It's already yours. Before you lift a finger, it's already yours. You just choose to walk in it by walking with God. And overcomes the world. We overcome the world. It's, it, it's established that as we walk with God, nothing this world has can overcome us. We're better than that. We're bigger than that. We're stronger than that. And the world needs us to be that. Amen? And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our, listen to this, continuing persistence, faith, in Jesus Christ. This is an everyday thing. This isn't, well, I remember when I was 15, I accepted Jesus. It didn't stop there. That's the starting point. And it should continue every day of your life. Don't get distracted by the world. Make sure you wake up and focus. God, what are you up to today in my life? What do you have for me today, every day? Don't, don't put him on hold. When I graduated high school, I didn't stay on the path of God. I took a different path. Some would call it the highway of hell. <laughs> and I was, I was running full blast. But I was, I was headed to some destruction that God was warning me all along. And there'd be times where somebody would call and say, hey, how you doing? You know, my parents lived in Florida at the time. I still lived in Indiana. And, you know, I had a pretty good scam going where they thought I was doing great and all that. But behind the scenes, I was living bad. But every once in a while, I get a call. How you doing? Everything all right? We're praying for you. People that I knew that I didn't even know they were Christians would come up and say, hey, God had me pray for you. And unfortunately, at this time, I was kind of deciding I didn't want God in my life, so I resisted it. And in those, the darkest parts of my life were the times that I decided not to pursue the path God had for me, not to go to the church he had for me, not to spend time in his word. And that's the times that I, I really hit some hard spots. I really hit rock bottom. But the good news is that no matter where you are in life, no matter how far you feel like you're away from God, he's just, you don't even have to take a step. You just turn around and he's there. And he's ready to receive you. Yeah, but I've made that promise. I've, I've let him down so many times. He's God. He can take it. 
Matter of fact, his mercy is renewed today, the Bible says. So yesterday doesn't matter anymore. His mercy is renewed today, and that's for each and every one of us. Amen? Verse 5 of that says, Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? Who is that one? It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. We have to take the time to make sure. Man, when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, when I get out of bed, I take the time. I usually try to do it before I actually step on the floor because it seems like the minute I step on the floor, things start happening. I got stuff to do. It's just the way it works. So I try just to take a minute, lay in there, clear my throat, wipe my eyes. Say, God, what are you up to today? Lead me, guide me. Show me what you have for me today. You don't have to know the whole story. Matter of fact, we're going to see he doesn't tell you the whole story. He tells you the steps. Why? Because if you had any idea of what God wants to do through you, you'd probably doubt God himself. He can't. I can't do that. How could I be used for that? But when you walk with him, each step is a step higher to that grand call that he has on your life. Well, pastor, I'm not called to ministry. We are all called to ministry. Our ministry is the world around us when we live our lives. That's who we touch, and that's who we influence for the glory of God. And if you'll listen to him, he'll show you what he has placed on the inside of you. He'll show you that he has something for you that other people need. And as you're pursuing that path, other people have what you need. And we all build this thing together. Amen? It's, it, it's an important thing. Romans 8.37 says this, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. These scriptures describe who you are, whether you feel like it or not. They describe what God has done for you, whether you're walking in it or not. It's available to those who will pursue him and in the relationship with him, these things will manifest. They will come to pass because you're going to grow into the very image he's created you for. And you're going to see things, and people are going to see things through you that otherwise they would not. So it's very important for us to understand, yeah, the world is our, our oyster, and you know, we graduate high school, we can go do whatever we want. But make sure you give time for God to show you the thing that will really satisfy that want deep down on the inside of you. Because life only really means something when you're living out the purpose you were created, not just chasing a dream that may never come to fruition. God's got a plan for you, amen? In our, in our series, The Great Reset, we've been learning about the grace of God and what it is, and actually we've discovered who it is. It's Jesus Christ himself, and in our text scripture for the series, it says, for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. That was when Jesus was born. Teaching us. He wants to teach us how to live godly lives. He wants to teach us how to walk the walk that will bring us to that place that he's prepared for us so that we can achieve the very purpose we were created. He wants to teach us how to do that. And if we'll, if we'll take the time to wait and to listen, we'll get there. If we don't, we'll always wish we would have. Because at the end of your life, there are people, there's a book I don't remember the title of it. I'll try to find it. But it, it, it's memoirs of very successful, very wealthy people who have accomplished a lot. And it's what they say at the end of their life. Some of them make statements like, you know, I spent my whole life 
climbing the ladder. And at the end, I found out it was against the wrong building. So many times people accomplish what we would think would be great success, but they're empty and they're hollow on the inside because it doesn't line up with why they were created. My, my son Jared had a friend who, very successful, multimillionaire. He had, you know, if you know anything about cars, he had the most expensive cars there are. And he, you know, those guys take all their cars to like uh, runways and they see how fast they can go. And this guy had a car that was worth about $3 million for just one of his cars. And he broke the 200 mile an hour barrier as he was flying down the road, seemingly to have life by the tail, flying on his private jet. And just a few short weeks after that, he committed suicide. Why? Because the things we think might bring us that sense of, of success, that sense of meaning, that sense of purpose, if they're not God's plan, they're hollow. And they're just distractions. We don't want to live a life dis- determined by distractions. We want to take the time to focus on what God has for us, and we want to go with that. The title of our message today is, Grace is Free. Everything Jesus did was for free, but growth takes work. We're here to grow. The Bible talks about when we get born again, we're like, we're like babies in our spiritual walk. But he intends for us to grow to the point where we can have strong meat, which means we take the word of God, we digest it, we take it on the inside of us, and then we live it out and impact the world around us. And that's the plan that God has for us, and it's what he wants us to do. But it doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen like, oh, it's just automatic. Like you, you have to understand there's a plan, there's a path for you to get there. And if you don't stay on the path, you're not going to get there. You may want to go to Miami, but if you take 95 North, you're not going to get there. <laughs> you could say, no, I'm serious. I'm doing it. Going back to Miami, you know? But guess what? If you go the wrong way, you're not going to get there. We've got to discover God's path. God, what do you have for me? Where do you want me to go? What are the steps? You've heard it said that a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. And it does. And God has steps for us. But we have to slow down. We have to focus and see what he says. In 2 Corinthians 3.18, this is one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It says, all of us, look at your neighbor and say, that's you. How come you didn't say it to the other guy? The other guy's sitting there all left out. Now, listen, you guys are starting to get distracted. That's the devil. Look at your neighbor and said, all of us means you. Look at your other neighbor. Tell him you're sorry for ignoring him. <laughs> and then tell him, God's got something for you. Say, no, come on. God's got something for you. Come on. All of us with unveiled faces mean that God opens our eyes. He lets us see the truth when we look in the word. The word is actually called a mirror for us to see the spiritual things that God has for us. All of us with unveiled faces, because we continue to behold, where? In the word of God. It looks like you've fallen. No, I'm okay. I'm getting excited today. To behold in the word of God, listen to this, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord. 
When we look in the Word of God, we can see the glory of God, and then we can see how He wants us to walk in the thing that He's provided under the anointing that He gives. As in a mirror, glory of the Lord are constantly, this means it's ongoing. It's not a one-time thing. It's, yeah, I used to go to church. No, it's, it's ongoing. It's constantly, it's to be continual, constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor. And from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord. Graduating high school, it's awesome. You accomplished something you should be proud of that. And as that chapter of life closes, a new one's about to open. Every one of us, when we woke up today, it's a new chapter. It doesn't matter where you've been before today. Today is where you start. And you could, you could be so far off course with God that you don't even know where he is. And if you say, God, he's right there. And if you listen, he'll lead you back to the path he has for you. Amen? You with me? Romans 5.17 says this, and I know it's a lot of scripture, but I'm telling you, I'm giving you something. If you put it in your pocket and carry it with you, you can be a success. You can walk out the plan of God. I'm not going to be there to preach to you on those tough days, probably. You may not have another person around you, but God will never leave you nor forsake you, and he will be with you through the storms of life, and he will get you through. It's a promise. Romans 5.17, for by one man's offense, that's talking about Adam, death reigned through the one. Much more those who receive, listen to this, abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will, listen, powerful word, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. What does that word reign mean? I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's an old word. We don't really use it a lot, especially since we don't really have royalty in the United States. But that word reign is actually from the Greek word and I'm no Greek, uh, I just ain't no Greek, so. <laughs> Basileo, Basileo, hey, Basileo. Um, and it's where we get the English word basilica. And in ancient Rome, a basilica was a, a building or a portion of a building that was set aside for the royal decree for the land. In other words, someone of power and authority would rule and, and, and judge situations that would say, no, that's not right. This is what you're going to do. This is how we're going to do that. And they were a representation of the kingdom that was in charge. And the Bible says that when we are connected to him and we walk with him, that we will reign in life as someone that has position and authority. Somebody who is right with God can reign in life, which means to, to literally have the authority to say no. Your life looks like it's falling apart. You don't feel like you're where God wants you to be. Stand up and use your God-given authority to say, no, I'm turning direction. I'm changing, changing my path. I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to fulfill why I'm here. So when I get to heaven and I walk through the gates, God looks over and says, well done. You got it done. You got what I needed you to do done. And when we get there, we're going to find out all the lives that that impacts. I believe when I get to heaven, I'm going to have people that I never saw face to face come up and say, hey, thanks. Thanks for making a stand for God. Thanks for giving your life to him. Because of you touching this person who in turn came and touched my life, I'm here too. And that's what it's all about. Because this is just a vapor. This, this doesn't really matter compared to eternity. So we have to get our values in line with God's plan. Amen? 
So we have great memories from high school. I still have great memories from high school. I have some that aren't so great. But the thing about pursuing God and, and pushing on to the future is you can't stay focused on the past. See, because if you had a great past, sometimes you want to stay focused on that and you keep reliving the past and you don't develop to be able to go and conquer the future. And some of you maybe didn't have such a great past. You felt beat up. You felt like, you know, you, that life was just too hard. When you focus on that past, you don't feel like you could ever overcome what the future has for you. And it will keep you down. It will hold you back from fulfilling what God has for you, from rising up and reigning in life as a child of God. God's the king, but we're his kids. And we have privilege. We have authority. We have power available to us when we walk the path that God has for us. Does that make sense? It's so important for us to understand this. And the memories that you have up to this point are great. But you need to decide on purpose now what memories are you going to make? What things are you going to pursue? What's that thing that you want to accomplish, you want to walk out, and how's God going to use that to impact people around you? You decide. It's, 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 it's as simple as making a decision. If you decide to go out to lunch after church today, and I'm available, um, then you may say, you know what? I'm going to go get, I'm gonna, let's go to that new Chinese restaurant. Oh, it's going to be good. I love sushi. Let's go to that, that, that Japanese sushi restaurant. But if I walk in there and I order enchiladas and a taco, they're going to look at me like I'm a fool, and I'm not going to get what I want because I didn't get on the right path. You can want everything that's before you, but unless you get on the path to allow God to walk it with you, you're never going to get there. Your dream will always just be a dream. But if you focus on what God has for you, the gifts, the talents, the abilities placed in you, you'll achieve those things. You'll achieve them. God will get the glory, and you get to be part of what he's doing. And there's not a higher honor in life than to fulfill the purpose God has for your life. It's our choice whether we walk with God or not. John 10.10, 10, I'm not going to put it on the screen. I want to read it to you, and I want you to try to listen without being distracted. Actually, I'm just going to quote it for you. John 10, 10, Jesus came, and he gave us a warning. And this is one of the texts that I live by. He says, the thief, which lets me know there is an enemy to my faith. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what he's out to do. That's the plan he has for you. That's his victory, is to see you destroyed. All the promises of God to be stolen from you. And eventually he wants to kill you. And Jesus said, that's what he's come to do. But I, this is God in the flesh, the Savior who came for you, said, but I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. He says, I've got you. But I need you to grab a hold of me and walk this thing out. I'm going to give you everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. But you've got to stay connected to me. The lies are a distraction. The truth is the, the plan that God has for you. And it's our challenge. And he says this, he says, in, in Deuteronomy 30, 19, he says, today, I've given you the choice between life and death. It's our choice. Between blessing and curses. Now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice that you make. 
It's up to you. God will support whatever choice you make. You choose to walk away, he'll support that by allowing you to. You choose him and what he has for you, he'll support that by giving you the anointing, the calling, the abilities, the gifts to accomplish that. To witness the choice you make, oh, that you would choose life. That's his will for us. It's our choice, but he wants us to choose life so that you and your descendants may live. I want to talk to you about the path that God has for you. Psalm 1611 says this. He says, this is David, and he's making his declaration and his devotion to God. He says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. God's got something great planned for you, and he wants you to experience it. But heaven and earth are watching to see what you will choose. If we choose God, we're going to have a life that's going to be so meaningful and purposeful. We'll make eternal difference with our life by following the path of God. If we don't, then the enemy will be able to rob from us what God had for us. And I know this is heavy on Scripture, but I, I want you to hear these. Not that I, this is Philippians 3, 12. Not that I've already attained. Paul says, look, man, I haven't arrived all of us are in a different position in our journey with God. And, and maybe some of us are closer or further away than we know that God would like us to be. But Paul's saying, don't focus on that. Don't look at what you're doing wrong. Don't look at what's wrong in your life. Don't worry about how you feel. Stay focused on the path that God has for you. Stay focused on the calling that God's placed on your life. So he said this, I'm, I'm not already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold, I love this, that I may lay hold, grab a hold of that which Christ Jesus has also grabbed a hold of me. God's got a plan for you. He's got it ready for you. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. Put the past behind you. Press. Look what it says. Those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press, I strain, one translation says, towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God, of God in Christ Jesus. God has this, and, and I hope you see this. I prayed a lot last night that you would see this. That God does have a plan for you, each and every one of us. And he's grabbed a hold of you for that. But it doesn't work unless you grab a hold of it too. It's, it's a partnership. We've got to grab a hold of what God has for us for it to come to fruition and for it to come out. High school's great. We have some great experiences, some great memories. But the thing is, if you've graduated, and those of us who have graduated, it's over. School's over. High school. And as great as it was or as bad as it was, it's over. Some of those people you will never see again in your life. And that's just a reality. I know I said it too. Oh no, we're going we're gonna to stick it out. We're going to be friends forever. Doesn't happen. Life pulls on us. Situations will distract us. But God has something for you and your path is going to take you there. But it's up to you to grab a hold and to press, to strain, to, to, to press against the resistance to get to the place that God has for us. The truth is that, you know, we cannot alter our past. 
What's happened has happened. But we can take our past to the altar and give it to God and move forward. We can say, you know what, they did this to me or I didn't get to do that and life isn't fair. And it's not. That's true, you know, and it can be hard. But that's the importance of having a church family. Don't get so bright that you outgrow God's plan. God says, do not forsake, as Pastor Eric quoted, don't forsake the assembling together. There's a reason why he brings you amongst people who are, who are leaning the same way, who are, who are striving to find out what God has for them. It's so that you can encourage and protect each other. How many of you ever heard there's protection in numbers? There's strength in numbers. If, if one can send a thousand to flight, talking about our spiritual authority and power, the Bible says this, is that two can send 10,000. There's strength in numbers with Christians. If any two of you, Matthew 18, 19, if any two of you will agree on touching anything, it shall be done for you by your Father which is in heaven. These are powerful words that God's made available for you. You just got to grab them. Don't let church just be church. Church is who we are. We are the church of Jesus Christ. The buildings are just where we hang. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And we are here for a purpose. Amen? Now, I know if you're not a Christian and you're here today, there can be a lot of uncertainty about where you're headed, what life is going to bring your way. But we saw earlier when David was talking to God that he'll show you the path if you seek him. He'll show you the way to go. The thing about our steps are they're ordered. They're prepared. God's got steps for us. And when it says they're ordered, it doesn't mean you're a robot and he makes you do them. It means that he gives you directions. How many know we follow directions in life? And a lot of times when we don't, we usually wish we would have. I don't know about dads. Like, I always, you know, ah, I can put it together. I don't need the directions. You know, and then you end up with a three-wheeled, or, you know, whatever it is. You know, a dollhouse that's got, that looks more like a shed than a dollhouse and stuff. Because you don't follow instructions. But God's got some instructions for us. And he'll show us if we'll just lean into it. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this. And all of us, as with unveiled faces, because we continued, it's ongoing, to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured. We've looked at that scripture, but make it yours. Understand that God has this for you. And our steps are ordered, which means they're, they're, they're laid out, but it's our choice to follow those. In Psalms 37, 23, it says, the Lord directs your steps. He directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of your life. He wants to be involved in everything. He wants you to come and talk to him about the challenges, about the insecurities, about the opportunities, about the excitement. He wants you to talk to him. And he wants to delight with you in every part of your life. And if our steps are ordered, we, we know that there's been planning, that God's got things in line for us as we pursue that path. What we need will be there when we get there. That's why it says that he's the provider. Provider means that God looks into the future, sees what you're going to need, and makes it available when you need it. It's good to walk with God. It's good to walk with God because he's the provider. He's got these things for you. And he wants to direct you, but it's your choice. Number two, our paths are directed. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And this is one of the toughest things God has asked us to do. Lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes what God wants us to do doesn't make sense. Sometimes the thing that God is calling us to do 
doesn't make sense to what we're thinking. But the Bible says to go ahead and not to lean on your own understanding, but trust God. He's God. He knows you. He created you, and he has a plan for you. And if you'll trust him as you walk that path, you'll see it unfold. It's when we start second guess. Well, I'm not sure I feel like that's what God's called me to do. I'm not sure God wants, you know. Just trust him. You don't have to be sure. You just have to trust him. It's a step at a time. He never tells you to take a leap of faith. A lot, a lot of us like to say that. Well, I'm a man of faith. I take a leap of faith. God doesn't tell you to take a leap of faith. God tells you to take a step in faith. It says we walk by faith. Walk is steps. We walk by faith, not by sight. We don't let what we see determine where we go. We let God show us the steps, and we walk. We might walk right into the storm, but God's going to get us through. We might show up what looks like a catastrophe, and God might use us to bring stability, peace, and love into that situation. It doesn't have to make sense here. Just follow your heart and let God lead you, and it's amazing what you can accomplish. Amen? And as you graduate, just a little warning as you graduate high school, Suddenly you realize that I'm, I'm an adult now, Mom. I'm an adult, Dad. And you have this new position of being able to make more decisions for yourself. Understand that with decisions come consequences. And if you let God lead you in your decisions, there will be less consequences and more victory. If you decide, hey, I'm Frank Sinatra, I'm going to do it my way. You can do it your way but there's going to be consequences that God never intends for you to go through. So don't get yourself in a mess and then blame him. God, why did you let this happen? God said, I've been talking to you for two years and you're ignoring me, and now you're blaming me. You can't do that. You choose to follow God, he'll get you where you need to go. Amen? You choose to go your way, you'll get the results. God's not going to judge you, punish you, and, and, and you know, do something bad to you. But there's consequences when we make decisions that are not on God's path. And what that does, it opens the door for the enemy to come in and try to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus says, don't be distracted by what may look like the perfect plan. If you don't have a peace in your heart that God's leading you, take the hard way. It may seem hard, but the Bible talks about Matthew 7. Are you going to take the wide path? that's easy, that leads to destruction, are you going to take the narrow path? That sometimes might be difficult, but will lead you to the thing that God has for you. And really, that's the question we have to ask ourselves today. Which path am I going to follow? I know that I was raised in a Christian home, that I had good Christian values taught to me, and there were rights and wrongs that my parents taught me. But when I reached an age where I could decide for myself, I didn't make sound judgments. I didn't take the time to consider God. I thought, I'm free. I can do anything. And it led me to some of the darkest times of my life. Some of the times where I felt more alone, where according to my friends and the people who knew me, they thought I was on top of the world, man. I was living the life. But in the quietness of my own apartment, I felt alone and lost. And I felt like a little bit more of me was slipping away every week until my brother came and got me to turn and to seek God again. I didn't have to earn him. I didn't have to deserve him back. I just had to say, I'm sorry, and he was there. And he gave me the steps to take to get to where I am now, to meet the woman of my dream, and to walk out the plan he has for me. And he's got the same for you. 
Let me tell you something. Life is not easy. Married to the wrong person, it's even harder. Let God lead you in your relationships. Don't be like the prophet was when he walked into to, um, Jesse's house and said, oh, surely this is the Lord's anointed. You know, the devil will bring you the perfect package for you, and you say, oh, my God, look what God has given me. She's gorgeous, or he's beautiful. You know, no, no, no. Take the time to not let your heart flutter. Take the time to say, God, is this of you? Is this the guy or girl you have for me? Because if it's not, they'll break your heart. They'll make you feel broken and lost. And the devil will show up to try to destroy you. God will take you to a person, and he prepares that person for you that's going to cherish you, that's going to value you, that's going to encourage you and stand with you through the storms of life. And that is the difference maker. Amen? You guys with me? I'm getting ready to close. Uh, I happen to know that they're not having a service after this, so I'm going a little bit longer. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take advantage of it. But as we get ready to close, I want to give you just four ways that you could stay on the path of God. And I want to encourage you to, to do it intentionally. And don't take that break. Well, I graduated high school. I'm going to go ahead and live my life for a while, and then maybe I'll come back to God. Statistics show that the people who take the break from God leave the church, don't make it back. A very high percentage of those people. And that might not just be high school. Maybe it's you went through a relationship change or maybe you've had a job change and, and suddenly you feel like, I need something new. Don't choose the path without God because a lot of people never make it back to God. I want to encourage you to keep those values high. The number one way that we can stay on the path is to follow the instructions. Just like you would take classes for civil engineering or nursing or whatever, or you're learning to do a job or you're preparing for the military, you have to go through and you have to prepare for things that are happening. Do the work. Spend time in God's Word so that you'll know the next step is the step He has for you. It's through close relationship that we follow the path. It's not from a distance. It's not for us trying to see how far we can get off the path but still see safe. Well, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm doing anything. I'm just hanging with these people. Uh, you know, you hang with these people, pretty soon you become like these people. And if they're not taking you towards God, then they are taking you away from God. Stay close to the people that will lead you towards God. Follow the instructions. Seek the narrow path. That's number two. Go ahead and, and say, God, what are we doing today? What are you up to? What's my next step? Don't, don't, don't get lost in what the world's offering you because you're not the first person that's going to struggle with temptations with sex and drugs and alcohol and all the other various temptations the world offers you. And to act like you won't face those things is, is just blindness to reality. There's going to be more temptation now than there ever has been in your life. But you can stand against that temptation. You can resist that, submit to God, and He will keep you on that path. It's your choice. And, and God knows that uh, a lot of those things will take you places that you shouldn't go. And the thing about sin is it always takes you further than you want to go. It always costs you more than you want to pay. And it always keeps you there longer than you want to stay. So don't believe the lies. Amen? I encourage you to seek out whether you're, if you're going away, if you're staying here. I tell you, I was so blessed. I was so blessed to see Hector and Xavier leading the male part of the song. You guys, you guys rocked it. But let me tell you something. They're, 
They're just out of high school. Hector, you've been out for what, one year, two years? Two years. But they're pursuing the plan that God has for their life. And part of that plan is to lead us into the gates of thanksgiving. To come in and to, to lead us into worship, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Man, I tell you, I was so blessed by you guys today. Thank, and, and ladies, you guys did a fantastic job too. But just to see you guys, I mean, Chris is a big, he's a, he's a big presence, right? You know, I mean, he, he sing, I, he's my favorite singer. And now because he's my son, I just love the sound he has. And he could throw a big shadow. But you guys rocked it today. You did great. I mean, Chris who? No, I'm just kidding. So make sure Matthew 7 talks about the choices you make and where they'll lead you. I encourage you, please, seek the narrow path, the one that God has for you. Number three, don't seek, seek wide ways or strange gods. So what do you mean by strange gods? We can have all kinds of idols in our life. We can put things before God and they become idols, whether we acknowledge it or not. Those idols can be ourselves. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. You've become your own idol. It can be somebody that you're in a relationship with. If they're not encouraging you to, to grow closer to God, they are pulling you away from God. That's an idol. That, that's, that's, that's the wide way. That's not the way that God has for you. There's things in life that, that look so good, but if we don't look closely and let God expose to us what's really there, the best seeming opportunity could be a trap from the enemy. And you may be given a position or offered a job that doesn't seem like it's anything that you were hoping for or even that you maybe studied for, and that might be the doorway that you go through to reach the top of that field. It's, it's letting God lead you through, because really it's not about what you know. A million kids graduated high school. They all know basically what you know. The real key is to be keyed into who you know. And when you know the King of kings and Lord of lords, he will lead you to that perfect place, and he will wrap you. The Bible says we have favor round about us. When we walk with God, when we're on his path, we have favor that we don't even know why it works, but people just pursue us. They just, they just seek us, and they say, hey, man, I want that person for the job. I want that person because we have that favor right, wrapped around us. And it protects us. And number four, this is the last one. Always plan with God in mind. Don't make plans and forget to check with God to see if that's the way he'd have you go. Always plan with God in mind. And it doesn't take a long time. You don't have to go to the top of a mountain somewhere, cross your legs, a home. No, no, no. All you got to do is take enough time to just kind of put the world off for a second, find a quiet place. He's your dad. And this is for everybody. He's your dad. He loves you and he wants to, remember he delights in every part of your life. He wants to be involved. Just like with my kids, they're doing exciting, they're doing amazing things. It's incredible. And it makes my day when Chris calls me and says, hey, this is the project's going well. We're going to do this or we've got this happening. When him and Nicole share with us about the things that God's done, when it looked like all hell was breaking loose, no way it's going to work. And suddenly a door opens and God shows up. And that blesses me. I'm so blessed by it because I love to share. My other son has great business opportunities going on. I love it when I hear that they're pursuing the, the passions of their life. And even though one of them may not realize that God's leading him <laughs> because of my prayers back to a walk with him. 
Amen? I want to end with this, Romans eleven twenty nine. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter the mistakes you've made, or maybe you just have failed to launch. You guys ever see that movie, Failed to Launch? That was with uh, Jennifer or, uh, Huts, Kate Hudson and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, I don't know if there's anything bad in it, so don't watch it. Um, but the part I watched, I, re- I remember, it was all about somebody who had the potential but just never really launched out into what they could be. And it doesn't matter where or why you might be there, or maybe you're anticipating what God has. I want to remind you and leave you with this. Romans eleven twenty nine. I'm not putting it on the board. I want you to hear my voice. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. It doesn't matter what you get yourself into. There may be consequences, but the quicker you turn to God, and say, God, I'm putting you first. I'm pursuing your path. You step right back into that plan he has for you. He keeps that option open for you to turn and come back to him. Graduates, people, make room for God in your life. Seek him, and you will live your dream. Amen? If you would, bow your heads and close your eyes. I hope I've encouraged you with scriptures to let you know that God's got something for you that honestly you can't even imagine. Paul said in the book of Philippians, it's above and beyond what you could ask or think. But he has it for you. And it's waiting for you. Just walk with God down the path he has for you and you'll experience life unimagined so far. Is it going to be perfect and easy? No. The devil's going to resist you every step. But remember, we're more than conquerors. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We've already overcome the enemy's advocates. And greater is he he that's in us than he that's in the world. And that's a promise to every single believer, every single person that's a Christ follower. So if you're a Christ follower, embrace these things, hold them close to your heart, and keep them before your eyes so that God can lead you. If you're not a Christ follower, this part of the message is for you. God loves you. He's not abandoned you. The horrible things that have happened in your life were not at his hand. It's the thief that came. Maybe you lost someone you love. Maybe a situation that you thought was going to work out didn't work out. And for some reason, you've got the idea that God's behind it. And I'm here to tell you it's not. Jesus very clearly said, I, God in the flesh, came that you might have life and have it to the full. If you're going through a storm right now, Link arms with God. Put your head down and let him lead you through to the victory. He never said it'd be easy. He just said that we could do it. When we build our house on the rock, the rains will come, the floods will crash, the ground will shake. But when we build our lives on Jesus Christ, the Bible says when the storms go, we will still be standing. That's the future that God has for our graduates and that's the future he has for each and every one of us. So if you're here today, And you say, man, I need that kind of support. I need those things that that Christians have that I've never actually even knew I could access. Well, today is a great day for you. As the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Today is your day. So if you do not know Jesus Christ, either in this room or online, something I've said has encouraged you, maybe touched your heart, let you know that you're loved and that you matter and you want what God has for you, I'm going to ask you to just take a moment doesn't matter who's around you. Don't be distracted by the dogs at home if you're online. 
Focus on what I'm saying just for a couple more seconds. Today can be your day. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. You don't have to have reached a certain point before it's available. Right now, no matter where any of you are, salvation's available. It's a gift from God. And he wants you just to open your life and receive it. So if you're here today or if you're online and you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, today is your day. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call you down. I'm not going to embarrass you. This is between you and God, but I want you to have a point of contact where you can say, no, no, on that day, on, on May 28, 2023, I made a decision for Jesus and my life changed. And then you hold on to that as your anchor of faith. So if that's you today and you're in this room and you say, you know what, I need this, would you raise your hand? Anybody? I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you're online and, and, and you've heard something today that's made you think, I need this, then I want you to raise your hand right there, wherever you are. If you're in your car, you're in your living room, wherever you are, raise your hand to God. Not to me, but to God. And say this prayer with me. Everybody together as a family, we're going to say it. Father, today, it's my day. Because your son is now my savior. I'm in covenant with you. You are my God and I am your child. And I declare by faith, I will pursue the path. I will accomplish the things that you have for me, for your glory and to be a blessing to this world. In Jesus' name, amen. teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.